All right, test, 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 test. What do you think, Frankie? Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bikini Things. This is your girl, Laura, coming to you from the home studio. And I've got Frankie with me. This is a little bit of an impromptu setup, so if you hear some snoring, some uh, loud wheezing and breathing. It's just my pug. He's just fine. You don't need to worry about him. If it gets distracting, I'll, I'll move to a different location. But for right now, we should be all set. So this is just an episode I wanted to put out. It's been It's been a busy few months, which I probably sound like a broken record for those that have been longtime listeners. But I've got some tips and some things I want to talk about. So today is just going to be a little bit of a life update, prep update for me. And also I want to share some just really general tips I have for being a successful bikini competitor. And success is defined a lot of ways. So it doesn't doesn't mean that I'm telling you, you know, here's what I did or here's what you need to do to turn pro. Success could be just completing your first bikini competition and making it all the way to show day. How many people can't make it all the way through because prep is a a difficult thing. Or maybe it's getting nationally qualified. Maybe it's doing your very first national show. Maybe Maybe it is turning pro. Maybe it's placing in a pro show. But these are just general tips. And a lot of these you could also apply to your life. But specific to prep, I think they're the habits and the things that really separate the athletes that can go far and the ones that kind of self-limit. So before we jump into all that, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And let's just jump right into it. So let's start at the beginning. Uh, let's do a little, uh, little prep prep life update real quick. And in terms of all of that, I am roughly about eight weeks out from my intended pro debut, which is Muscle Contest Patriots Challenge. That is supposed to be July 10th in Las Vegas, and I'm very excited. I have not signed a contract yet, which is actually a good thing because about two weeks ago, I sprained my ankle. Um, I had a, had a kind of bad situation with a tenant. Um, there was an issue with his dog attacking and kind of violently attacking a neighbor's dog. I had to get him out. It was very, very stressful. Um, not going to go into a ton of details, but in amidst the stress, I got up one morning early to do my cardio and I fell down the stairs, tripped over the dog gate, fell down the stairs and sprained my ankle. So for the last two weeks, I haven't really been able to do the type of cardio I like. I have not really been able to do single leg exercises. I can still train my legs, but it's uh, things that do not put pressure on my ankle. And then I also have not been able to practice in my heels. So I haven't been able to pose and practice the way I would like either. I've been spending a lot of time practicing and it definitely feels like a hindrance to not be able to do that. So What I have been doing is practicing my posing and my sneakers, and I'm still continuing to train legs just very, very deliberately, very thoughtfully. My cardio has not been as intense. I'm typically doing bike, and I've slowly over the last couple days been just introducing a little bit of elliptical, which feels weird, but it feels okay. It feels like I'm I'm not aggravating my ankle by doing that, so it's all good things. So assuming I can pull off July 10th tentative plan, is to do July 10th, 
There is a show in Austin, Texas, July 17th, most likely coming back to San Diego for Muscle Contest Pacific USA's August 7th. It's very close to where I live, so an easy one to do. I love Muscle Contest. And then potentially the Tahoe show on August 14th. I have a brand new prep girl who is going to be competing in that show, and it's a bikini pro show. Tahoe is so beautiful. I've only had the chance to go once in my life, but it's so gorgeous. And it's only one week after Pacific USA, so why not? Um, I apologize if, if you can hear Frankie at all. He's getting a little rowdy with one of his toys. He's getting very excited. He likes that his mom is hanging out with him. Uh, I think he's a little confused that I'm I'm talking. Uh, he's used to me talking to him in my dog mom voice. So that's that's where I'm at in terms of prep. I do feel good. My energy is good. This is it's probably the most food I've ever eaten on a prep, but I also reverse dieted very, very strategically, very thoughtfully after USA's in December of 2020. Originally, Kim Odo, Body by O, my coach, was recommending that I do a May pro debut. So that would have only given me about eight weeks of break time uh, prior to, let's say, a 12-week prep leading into that. So really only enough time for me to goof it up. So I felt like it was very important for me to reverse diet. I stuck with it the most religiously I ever have after a prep. And this is now my, that was my fifth prep. So really my fifth time reverse dieting. And I, I took it very, very seriously. So coming into this prep, I was the leanest I've ever been which is a good thing. So that's why my food's been so high and my cardio has been low. Beyond that, some of the biggest things going on in my life, um, the the team, the bikini squad, it's growing. I'm not sure. I'm trying to come up with a name or something. I don't know if I should just call it team bikini things or I don't know. I'm just, I'm thinking about it. I, I put some little feelers out amongst the girls to get their feedback. But if you guys have ideas, if you have feedback, hit up the Bikini Things Instagram, hit up me directly at Laura underscore IFBB Pro. I'm totally open to feedback and ideas. But either way, it's been so fun and so fulfilling to bring this amazing group of women together because all the girls I work with, they are genuinely amazing people. And I love working with them. I love interacting with them. I love hearing what's going on in their lives. They're all women that are very motivated and very dedicated to personal improvement and self-growth and continual self-growth. And, and maybe that's why we found each other. Maybe they they saw that in me and they wanted someone who felt the same way. A lot of them also too, they're local. A lot of them are here in Southern California. So it is always nice to work with a coach that's local to you. But either way, the women I'm working with, I'm just so amazed by each and every one of them. They've done so well. I've got a few girls, too, that will probably be prepping for national-level shows, ones that have have won their class and done really well so far competing. So that's incredibly exciting. Uh, the sky really feels like the limit right now, and I'm just I'm enjoying it. I'm extremely busy. There is no personal life for me right now, but I'm honestly, I'm okay with it. I'm just enjoying what I'm doing. I'm enjoying my prep. I'm enjoying the time with the girls. I'm still at my full-time job, so I'm grinding away at that. I love the the coworkers and the people I work with. And and it's really it's just it's all good things. You know, they're not to say the situation with the tenant and all that wasn't stressful, but at the end of the day, I'm fine. Life is good. You know, we take the the bad with the good at the end of the day. So that's where I'm at. Again, you guys have feedback. You guys have a team name. Hit me up. I could use some marketing help, some branding help. Help a girl out. DM me. 
Okay, so let's get right into the good stuff. Let's talk about tips for being a successful bikini competitor. And again, success in that definition, completely open-ended. And who am I? I'm not Miss Bikini Olympia. I'm not a coach with a ton of pros. I haven't turned anyone pro yet, yet. I feel like that's that's on the horizon at some point. But I am someone that's been competing since 2016, and I've really immersed myself in bodybuilding, in the bikini world. I work almost every local show here in Southern California, almost every muscle contest. I'm working one of the vendor booths. I'm paying attention. I'm seeing what the judges are looking for. I watch the pro shows. I study the sport. I listen to all the podcasts, all the podcasts out there. And the cool thing is, too, when I started this in 2018, this was like one of two maybe And I felt like there was this opening. And in the meantime, so many people have created podcasts and put so much amazing content out there. And it's really cool. It's it's really cool. I enjoy listening to other podcasts about competing. I feel like it's always good to learn more, to open your mind. I feel like I get to know other athletes through the content they're putting out. And it's also sometimes you pick up some, some useful tips and things like that. So isn't that nice? So my very first tip in no particular order, I'm just going to go through these randomly. So number one, you need to be objective with yourself and your goals. And that's that's for anyone, whether you're a bikini athlete, figure, wellness, male, female, bodybuilding, bikini, doesn't matter. If you cannot be objective with yourself, if you cannot truly look at your progress photos, look in the mirror and study and understand what you need to work on and what your areas of opportunity on, you are going to limit yourself. And And that doesn't mean that you're overly critical on yourself, but it means you need to have an objective eye. And so maybe keeping that frame of reference within the place where you're at. So if you're competing on the amateur level, where do you stack up amongst the girls that are winning the overalls, that are turning pro? How do you stack up compared to them? What is your shape compared to the ideal of bikini? how much muscle fullness and size and density do you have and really get objective with yourself. It's easy when we're lean and we feel our best to think, oh my gosh, like who could possibly beat me? Of course, I'm going to win the overall, but really look at your photos and really study. And and not that not that you want to spend maybe too, too much time scrolling Instagram because that can definitely be uh, psychologically damaging, but just be objective with yourself. Understand where you're at. You know, for me, my biggest thing, I'm I'm very I'm very honest, objective with myself. I try to look at look at myself the way I would a client's photos. What do, you know, the same things. What are the shapes? What are the lines? What are their proportions? For me, size has always been an issue, but I'm I'm growing and my balance is getting better. I used to be a little more dominant in my legs, but over the over the years and especially with the help of my trainer Terry Hairston, I have built up my shoulders and my upper body more, so I'm looking a little more balanced top to bottom. And at the end of the day, bikini specifically is all about balance. We want balance top to bottom. We want symmetry. We want a physique that flows nicely. We don't want one body part that sticks out versus everything else. So be objective. Next, everything should go on a calendar and a checklist or a checklist or both, really. Um, prep, prep, managing life, all of that, it is so much to keep track of at once that it is really important to have not only excellent time management, but to make sure you are not missing anything. You're not missing that second shoulder day, that third glute day, whatever it is. You're not missing meals. You're not getting your meals wrong. It is important that everything is scheduled out. You do not want to leave yourself any room for failure. 
And by scheduling out and planning out your time, it is so much less likely that that will happen. For me, I I use a calendar. And what I also do is I do a checklist, which is maybe just satisfying for whatever, whatever form of OCD I may have, uh, being, being a little facetious here, but I have a checklist. It's very satisfying for me to check off the workouts that I'm doing on my program each week. And then if I do have to shuffle something around, it kind of shows me, okay, what's remaining. And, and there are times where life throws you a curveball. You've got to work a little extra late. You've got a family commitment you can't get out of. And so it's good to know where you stand. So that way you're not missing workouts. You're not leaving any room for failure. Next tip I have for you guys is take your feedback without an ego. Really, and this this is similar to being objective with yourself, the less ego you have, the more room you have to grow. You know, the bigger our heads are, the more the more inflated sense of self we have, the harder it is to take to take impartial feedback. Listen to what the judges have to say, listen to what your coach has to say. And, and get feedback, seek feedback. It's what's going to make you better. A lot of times we don't want to hear things that are negative or that maybe are constructive feedback, but it's what you need to get to improve. Listen to what the judges are telling you. Don't think, oh, this, this competition was biased. The judging is biased. This is all rigged. That's, that's a really negative mindset and it's not a realistic mindset. These, these judges, they don't care what team you're on. They're just looking at your physique and they're awarding your presentation and your physique as such. And so whatever feedback they have to give you, accept it, embrace it, work on it. If they tell you you need more shoulders, don't go training glutes every single day in your off season because you like training glutes and skip your skip your shoulder days. So whatever it is that they're telling you to work on, if it's more conditioning, okay, freaking diet harder. That's really what it comes down to. More cardio, less food. It's very simple most of the time. So just be open to feedback. And and also just as a life, a life tip in general for work, any personal situation, when you ha- receive feedback, accept it and, and don't take a defensive response. Because when we accept the feet, when we accept feedback, let's say it's your boss or someone like that, and you thank them, say you appreciate the feedback. And, and don't say anything else, it comes off professional and mature and emotionally intelligent. If they give us feedback and they say, hey, you, you, maybe you need to work on your communication skills with the team, and you go back and you try to argue with them, how does that make you look? That makes you look immature, unprofessional. So in general, anytime you're given feedback, just accept it. Say thank you. Next, you want to be strategic, okay? We do not want to be doing 17 shows in a year if you're not making improvements show to show, if you have something you need to work on, if you need more size, if you're imbalanced, if you're asymmetrical and you might need a little bit of off season to work on that, make sure you're planning for that. Don't expect your body to go and go and go just because that's what your mind and your heart wants. You need to be strategic. Think through your plan long-term. If your goal is to turn pro, be strategic about which national shows you're prepping for Maybe do a warm-up show. I always like to do a warm-up show in general just because I get I get a little stage jitters. I think I'm not alone there. So be strategic and think through what you're doing. So I've I've always been very strategic at this, or very I've been very strategic at being strategic. That's dumb. Um I've always been good at this because I think of my my full-time work as a project manager, but you want to lay out a plan for yourself. 
So let's say you do have a national show in mind. Let's say, for example, you're a West Coast gal. You want to go do USAs in Vegas in July. So what you might want to do, number one, I definitely recommend the warm-up show. There is a muscle contest the week before USAs. That is a great one because USAs is also put on by muscle contest. So you can do that show the week before. Get a little bit of feedback. Anything you might be able to adjust the week prior to the show. And then you go into USAs knowing that You've gotten some feedback, you can make some adjustments, and you can do your best. And let's say you're feeling really competitive. Let's say you've won an overall, maybe a few overalls, and you don't get a pro card at USA. So maybe your plan is to do USA's, uh, North Americans, Junior Nationals, and to go until, until the season's over. So maybe that's your plan, is to do USA's all the way through Miami Nationals. Okay, so see how you do along the way. You're going to need to reiterate the plan. And then you're going to want to give yourself a break after all that. So even though you might be ready to jump into a national show right after Miami Nationals and you want to keep going, take a break, refocus, figure out if you made it all the way through that, that national show season and you didn't get it. Think about what the feedback was that you received. Think about what you need to work on. Give yourself some time to make improvements so that way when you do come back to the national stage, it is just a done deal. So be strategic. Really think about the long-term vision. Think about the long-term for the health of your body and make sure you're giving yourself breaks. One thing I think is also very helpful is study the form of exercises. Study physiology. Learn physiology. I know many competitors are trainers and things like that, so you may know it already. But learning the proper form of exercises, learning which muscle groups work together, learning which muscle groups work in opposition, learning these little details will help you train smarter and train better. For example, if you know that you know the chest and the lats being overly tight can contribute to this upper cross syndrome posture of kind of a rounded posture, understanding which muscles in that scenario need to be strengthened and which muscles need to be stretched to improve your posture, potentially improve your symmetry would be very helpful to you. Developing the mind muscle connection and understanding the good form of exercises, particularly with things like Glutes can be tricky and glutes are so important for bikini, but also things like our back. Back can be a hard one to develop a mind-muscle connection to, especially because we can't see it when we're training in the mirror. So studying form, studying physiology can really make a big difference. One thing that I did a lot when I was first competing is I had a gym buddy from work. He would film me a lot so that I could post it on Instagram, but also what it did, because at that time I was a fairly new trainer, it helped me correct and improve my form because I could see it on the video and I could see, oh my gosh, my neck is so far forward. I can't believe my I'm letting my abs, I'm letting my stomach bow out like that or my stomach protrude. I need to keep my core tight. I need to keep my tummy tucked, make sure I'm not in an anterior pelvic tilt when I'm doing this movement. And it really helped me a lot. And, and that's something I see new competitors. Some, some people are great with the form and maybe you've hired a trainer. That can also be another way to do it too. But really take it on yourself. If competing is something you want to do long term and you want to go far, invest in spending the time and the knowledge and educating yourself because you'll be a much savvier, much smarter 
And at the end of the day, more successful competitor if you already have a high level of knowledge. And then working with a coach, you're going to be able to accomplish that much more. You can still go to them with questions, learn things from them. But if you're educated yourself, you're empowering yourself to grow your knowledge on your own, improve even more than if you didn't have that knowledge and you're just kind of blindly following a plan blindly doing reps and sets without understanding if you're actually connecting with the intended muscle groups and physically too, it's going to impact you. If you're not doing the form correctly, you're not really going to be building the muscles you think you're going to build. You know, if you don't have a good connection and you don't understand how to train your shoulders properly, what we see a lot of times is bikini girls can develop these very thick, um, pronounced traps because they're not deactivating them when they're trying to train shoulders or they're trying to train upper body. And then all of a sudden our traps can be a little overactive from a lot of the postures we have in modern life. And then we've got these big, thick, thick traps on the back of your neck, which is not a, not a feminine look for a bikini competitor. And it's not something we really want. So there's a lot of reasons to study form physiology and educate yourself, you know, beyond, beyond physiology to nutrition, Educate yourself on nutrition. Understand why your coach is recommending the meal plan they're recommending for you. And if your coach can't explain that, you probably need to hire a different coach. But that's just one woman's opinion. So educate yourself all the way around, all the way around. You should be able to understand, think for yourself, take in new information, and learn. It's going to help you as a competitor. And then lastly, I, I mentioned this a bit when I said be strategic, but you want to take breaks. Our bodies, as women, we need breaks. We need off-season. That's the chance where you get to improve. You can improve your shape, your size, your balance, your symmetry, all of that. And also, many of us, we lose our menstrual cycles when we're competing. So if that's something that happens to you, it's a physiological sign that your body is, something's wrong with it. Something's off. And and when we stop, when we eat these very low-fat diets, when we're in a deficit and we become very low body fat, we lose our menstrual cycle. What's happening to cause that is our, our hormones typically are off. And, and for many of us, they bounce back pretty quickly once we get, get to eat a bit, once we're in a calorie surplus, surplus. So for the longevity of your competition career, you want to make sure you're taking breaks. If you're, if you're one of these girls where you do 17 amateur shows in a year, and you're doing show to show to show, you're not really improving. At the end of the day, there's going to be a point where you do hit that burnout and you're going to get exhausted and the adrenaline and the spotlight and all of that is not going to be enough to sustain you anymore. And you may be setting yourself up for a really hard rebound. If you've been in a deficit for a long time and your hormones and your body are not responding well, and then you start to eat a bit more, start to back off the cardio, your body is probably not where it was when you started that prep. So taking the breaks, giving your body a chance to rebound, giving yourself the chance to improve and step back and also maybe focus your attention on other things. Because even even if you're a full-time, let's say you're a full-time trainer, competitor, coach, we all have things in life and phases of life where we want to give our full attention to prep And there are also times where maybe we're getting married. Maybe we want to have kids or buy a house or go back to school or finish school, whatever it is. There's so many reasons why you might have something else in your life that you just want to focus on a bit more and be fully present for. When we are carb-brained 
and low energy and peak week, that is not our best energy. That is, we do not show up as our best selves. And you can, anyone can debate me on that, argue with me on that. I don't care. We're not our best selves. I drink so much freaking coffee leading up to shows typically, just so that way I can still feel or still at least pretend that I'm 100% when I'm at work. I'm not as mentally sharp. I'm not as focused. My energy is not the same. And and I still take long off seasons. But for anyone, I think the breaks and having the time to recharge, make improvements, it's important. If you don't give yourself the chance to make improvements, you're going to keep doing show after show and maybe making marginal improvements in how you're doing. If you want to make big improvements, take big breaks. And a great example too is Lauren Dannon Miller. So she won the Clash, one of the first pro shows this year. And she's a competitor where she takes really long off seasons. She's right after she turned pro, she took an off season for over a year. And she just came out of a very long off season as well. And and I think for her, she's she's also a fairly tall competitor. So I have to imagine I could be completely talking out of my butt, but She's fairly tall, so I imagine, like myself, she probably has had to take that time to build the size and build the fullness that they're looking for at the pro level. And she's done amazingly well. She's a beautiful girl. And so you want to make sure you're taking breaks. You want to make sure you're giving your body a break and you're being strategic. Those two those two are somewhat interrelated. You know, you, you want to plan out your preps. You also want to plan out your off seasons and making sure that you're being as strategic and smart with yourself as possible. So these are, these are by no means all of my tips. I have so many random things and thoughts. These were just a few things I jotted down that I think can really be a differentiator for competitors. If you're just getting into it, if you're at the amateur level, you're looking at pro girls, you want to get there one day, these are the things, these are the habits that can set you apart, that can give you an edge on your competition, believe it or not. Yes, yes, our physiques and our posing can do that too. But these are the habits and these are the underlying skills that if you develop these, you're going to go that much farther than you would have without them. So I hope this was valuable. If there are any questions, hit me up in the DMs on Instagram at bikini underscore things. You can check out our website, bikinithings.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We are on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you can find your podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time.